What is up, Moolah Makers? Welcome to the Make That Moolah Podcast. I'm your host, Cash Money Gulah. Today, we're going to be talking about how my portfolio is doing. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I just hit a milestone. I finally got up to $50,000. Now, I haven't had a net worth of $50,000 ever, so it's an accomplishment. I'm 5% to a million, 2.5% to a multi-million to $2 million, but you know I'm happy with that. I did have $50,000 in the stock market in 2008 before the, the big crash. But I took it all out because I owned a lot of debt. So I'd never had $50,000 before with absolutely zero debt and actual $50,000 net worth. So that's where I'm at right now. And I'm happy to say that I finally got a little bit of one of my goals. But my goal is to get to $100,000 first and then to $500,000 and then to a million. But anyhow, we're going to be talking about how my I'm readjusting my portfolio since I hit $50,000, right? So... If you've been following me a few episodes ago, I was talking about how I was all in on QYLD. That's an ETF that makes around 11, 12%. Also, I was fully had margin in it. So I had 100% of my money in QYLD and then I had 100% margin in there. So I was 200% in the market into QYLD. I was making around $750 in dividends a month. And I was doing that strategy for a while. It's pretty good cash flow. You're making 11, 12% of my money. And then after um, the margin fees, I was making around 9% on their money. So that's around 20%. And if you take out taxes, even if you say 5% of taxes, um, I was making around 15% on my money with QILD. And this is when I was in the, I had around 35, close to $40,000 in the market. And that's just, the stocks that I own. I also have two gold coins and 20 silver coins that I had. But I eventually just recently sold one of my gold coins and all my silver coins and put that into the market as well. And I've been working, so I've been putting all that money in there. And then with the dividends, I've been putting that money in there. So since the QYLD episode, I think it was I was around 35 or maybe like around 40,000 then. I was stuck in the 40,000s for a while trying to get to 50,000, trying to get to 50,000, but I finally hit it. So, I sold so now we're up to date. Um I sold those QILDs and a lot of people were asking me why. Like why did you sell QILD? And the reason why I sold it temporarily, I still love it and I think still think it's great for a lot of people and I actually hold it now and we'll get to that, but just not as much. Um so I sold it because um, the stock market was hitting all-time highs every day. Every single day, you're getting a new all-time high, a new all-time high, and it's still hitting new all-time highs. And if you know Warren Buffett, he says, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Well, right now we have a lot of greedy people. We have a lot of money being put into the system by the government and it keeps inflating this bubble, inflating and inflating, which is good for if you're in the market, but once it pops and you and it goes down, Whenever that is, nothing stays good forever. Eventually, we're going to have to have a pullback or a correction or maybe even a crash or a depression. You never know. But it doesn't stay good forever. And everybody thinks that, oh, it's going to keep going up. It's going to keep going up. And they're putting all their money in. Like I said, I had 200% of my money in. 100% of my money, 100% of the margin. So if it crashes, you're losing your money really fast. And a lot of people might say, well, why take it out? 
if it keeps going up and up and up, if you have 200% in, it, it's going to go up faster. Well, you know, sometimes you don't know when it's going to go, when it's going to crash. So you want to be smart. You want to be strategic on how you make your money. Yes, you can make more, but if you get greedy, that's every time I've ever got super greedy in the market is when I lose and I lose big. So I'm getting more fearful, more fearful. The stock market keeps going up. So I'm thinking in my head, what should I do? Should I get rid of the margin of the QILD? And then I was like, you know what? Let me just take it all out for now. So I took everything out for about a week and I just had cash. And this was like a little bit before August, I think it was. I don't really recall the dates too good, but it was like somewhere before August. I took everything out. So I was just all into cash. And then I was just looking for opportunities. So I'm just like, um, if you know about QILD, it doesn't go up and down that much. It stays pretty stable. So you don't. it's not a gross stock. It doesn't go down because it sells options. So and it makes cash flow from that. So it's not a company that goes up. But it does produce cash flow. So I was thinking in my mind, you know what? I'll just get out of QILD and I'll look for trading opportunities. So if Tesla has a big hit on, you know, which it does sometimes, it goes up and down. All these stocks go up and down a little bit. It's not a crash. It's not a correction, but they just go up and down, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll just look at these stocks. Tesla or something goes down. I'll buy. If it goes down a little bit more, I'll just buy a little bit more. And if it goes down more, I'll just buy a little bit more and then eventually lower, average my price out and eventually I'll go back up and I'll make some money. So that's what I was doing. I was looking for opportunities and I did that with Tesla. I bought like $500 worth and then it went down and I bought another $1,000 worth and then went down a little more, I bought like $2,000 worth and then you're getting your average price lower and then it went up and then I finally made some money. You know, you make two, three, $400 and I sell and boom and you made 400 extra dollars and you and I just add that to the pile of cash that I had in my brokerage account. And uh, I was just doing that. And uh, another thing I was doing is, okay, if you hold, if you buy a stock on its ex-dividend date, you get the dividend. So when QILD's dividend was coming up, I wasn't holding it. I was just holding cash because you never know when the crash is coming. So I was just like trying to rethink my portfolio, trying to get to 50,000 because I was around 45, 48, you know, I was around 45 to 48 for a while. Just kept fluctuating. So when the, um, X dividend date of um, QILD came around. I went and just bought $30,000 worth of it again. I used all the cash, bought it, held it for one day, and then sold it again so I could collect that $350 dividend. So that's another $350 on top of my money. And this is what I was doing, right? So I was just looking for opportunities. And then in August, um, Robinhood stock IPO'd. And I thought, hey, let me buy some of that. So I bought some of that. And it shot up. I made like $1,000. So then I'm thinking like, okay, well, I just made $1,000 on one trade when I was making $750 on QILD, 200% in. So I was 200% in with the margin on QILD making $750. I put, I forgot how much it was, four or $5,000 into Robinhood and I made 1000 bucks. So I'm making a lot more money with less money. And that kind of intrigued me a little bit. So I was like, hey, maybe I should just trade a little bit. And I was just trading a little bit. I did the same thing with Tesla. I see it go down, buy some, and went back up. I made some money. And then I was like doing it with, then I stopped with those two. I sold the Robinhood, made that $1,000. And I was like, started looking at Ethereum. Ethereum had a, a new system update. So it jumped up because it did hit lows. It went down to like a thousand some dollars. And then it jumped back up to around like $3,000. So I was like looking at that. I was like, you know, I'm going to trade Ethereum 
and this is all in August, right? And then I started just trading it, making $100 here, $200 there. I was just buying a whole coin at like 3,200, and then it would go up to 3,400. I'll sell it, make 200 bucks. And I was just making these quick $200 here, two $400 here. And then one day I went and put, I put like, this was a risky trade. I shouldn't have done it because it really, when you feel nervous and your heart is beating and you're like sweating, like, oh my, what should I do? I hope, hope it doesn't go down. It's not a good idea. But I, I just randomly spurt, splurge and put $30,000 into QI, um, into Ethereum. And it went down like a thousand bucks instantly. And I was kind of nervous, but I waited a day and it went back up, made a thousand bucks, right? So I made another thousand on that. And this is what I was doing. And then I eventually, just by doing that in the last, you know, in the month of August, I got up to like 49,000. And I was just like, oh, wow. So I was really, that's what I was doing, right? So that's the backstory. So then uh, I just thought about it. I'm like, you know, it is kind of risky, this trading. You can do it here and there, but let me try to get to 50,000. And that's my goal, my first small goal. I'm trying to get to 100,000, really. But I'm trying to just get to that number 50,000. So let me readjust my portfolio into a, like a long-term holding, something that I could, because uh, I was actually listening to Kevin Leary, and he says that he doesn't hold like 20% more of, of his portfolio into one sector like if you have it into crypto, yeah, you could have 20% um, total. He would only have 20% of his portfolio in a certain sector like crypto. But then, then within that 20%, he would have it mixed up with other stocks and stuff. So I started thinking about my long-term portfolio and thinking, you know, I shouldn't be all into QILD. I shouldn't have margin. I went and sold my gold coins and put that in there except for one coin. And I readjusted my portfolio. And that's what I did now. So a lot of people were asking about, why did I um, sell all my QILD and readjust my portfolio? A lot of people say it's kind of a weird portfolio. So I'm gonna tell you what the portfolio is now. And I've got this portfolio, it's like around $48,000, $49,000 and it went up and now and that's what finally, it started going up and that's what finally pushed me to 50,000, which I am now, right? So I'm at 50,000 finally. And now that I'm at 50,000, I'm still taking 10% of my income, whatever income I make through DoorDash or construction or anything, off the top, as soon as I get paid, I put 10% into the market. And then the rest, so I have 90% rest of my check, right? So the rest of the 90%, I pay my bills, and with what's ever left right now, I'm saving into cash on the side because I'm thinking about some other things I wanna get to later on. Maybe I'm gonna start my own business, maybe I'll go buy a business, but I'm trying to think of other ways to diversify my portfolio, make income, than just the stock market. So I'm still adding, still gonna be adding that I'm $50,000. I'm still gonna be adding 10% of everything I make, but I'm also saving now, after that 10%, after I pay my bills, I'm saving to like start something. So I'll talk more about that later. It's not really, I don't wanna put it out there yet, but I, I am gonna be starting something. I might be buying something, might be creating something, but trying to figure out other ways to make cash flow that's just not totally in the stock market. And that's kind of why I readjusted my portfolio because I wanted to be in uncorrelated assets. Being in 100%, 200% into one thing like QILD, if the thing crashes, you lose. You lose big. You know, you can, and it's, you know, I don't want that. I want to be, you know, diversified. So right now, um, I made, I put a little list in of all the stuff I wanted to be in and I put what percentage I want of my portfolio in. And I wanted a pretty good cash position because you know I was 200% into the stock market 
when I was on QALD, but now that it keeps hitting record highs and record highs and record highs, I want to go around 25% of my money of that 50,000 into cash. So that was my first part of my portfolio. 25% into cash. A lot of people say cash is trash, it loses money, but cash is king as well because once that crash does happen, once that bubble does hit, you're going to need cash. And that's what a lot of people mess up on because they're 100% in the stock market. It crashes and then they don't want to sell their stocks because they're not going to sell at the, at the low. And then, they, But they have no money to buy more. So that's what I want, to buy more when it does hit. So I'm keeping 25% into cash. And my plan is if the stocks keep going up and keep going up, well, then I'll readjust. I'm going to look at it every month, the first of each month, and readjust. Maybe if the stocks keep going higher, I'll go 30% in cash. And it keeps going higher, I'll go 35% in cash. It keeps going higher, I'll go 40% in cash. The higher it goes, the more fearful I'm going to get and the more I'm going to go into cash until it gets that hit. And then when it gets that hit, obviously the stocks that I do own will go down. So that would actually increase my cash position and I would start buying then. So that's my plan with the cash. But right now I'm at 25%. And then my second position I got is Tesla. I wanted 16% in Tesla. So with the cash right now, with the $50,000, $343 I have, $12,664 is in cash, around $8,000 is in Tesla, that's 16% into Tesla. So, and then my third one is QILD, I'm still loving that one. That one invests into all the NASDAQ stocks, so Apple, it's investing in Apple, Amazon, all those stocks, it's an ETF, it's into all those, and all the NASDAQ stocks, so I'm keeping 15% in there. So, and then, um, so, and then Ethereum and Bitcoin, I'm doing 9% in Ethereum, 8% into Bitcoin. And that's the majority of my portfolio right there. If you think about that, that's around what, 25 plus 30, that's 55, 60, that's 65% of my portfolio are in those holdings. Cash, Tesla, QILD, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. So now you got Tesla, which is a car company, an AI company. I got my cash for any times, any type of crash. I got QLD, which is invested into all the, the NASDAQ stocks, and then I got cryptocurrency. Right? So that's and then so then I got some more to fill out the rest of my positions um, of my portfolio. I got them into different sectors because they're not correlated. That's what I wanted. Something that's not correlated. So then I got Costco. I got six percent of Costco because that's food. No matter what, people are gonna need food. It's a greatly run business. It's a cash flow king, you know, like it just makes so much money. It has a dividend. So I got 6% into Costco because that's a food, right? And then I got 4% into UDR. UDR is um, apartment buildings. This, this company owns, I used to actually live in one of their apartments. It's called UDR and they have apartment buildings. So no matter what happened in the economy, people are still going to live in these apartments. They're still going to pay their rent even though there's that non can't evict people thing, but that thing that's going away. And even if it doesn't go away, eventually maybe the government will create you know, universal basic income to help people pay the rent. So UDR, so now I got food and I got apartments. And then I got a ETF called VWO. That is Emerging Markets ETF. So that ETF invests into other countries. It invests into China and India and all these other companies and um, countries, so I got 4% into that. And you gotta think about it. these are relatively small positions, 4%, it's only around 
$2,000 of my money of the 50,000, but that one invests into the world economy and invests into other companies that are in different countries. So these emerging markets that are building up at a faster rate than the United States because we're more established, it invests into there. And then I got J&J, which is Johnson & Johnson. Now, we all know they had a vaccine, could have created blood clots or whatever, but they had a vaccine, but they are a medical um, conglomerate. They own a lot of medical stuff, not just the vaccine that they made. They own tons and tons of medical stuff. And see, so you see these sectors that I'm getting are things that are everyone uses that are really needed in everyday life. So besides the cash, the Tesla, the QILD, the Bitcoin, I got Costco, which is food, UDR, which is apartments, the world emerging markets. You got J&J, which is a medical company. And then I own some assets. I have gold, which that one gold coin I still have, which is around 1,700 bucks. That's how much it's worth. It's a nice, beautiful 2021 American Liberty coin. So I own one gold coin and I have, so that's around 3.38% of my portfolio. And then I own oil, which is about 3%. So I got, you know, not as much, that's even less than the 4%, it's 3%. It's only 1,500 bucks of oil. And a lot of people are like, well, why do you have oil? Well, the world still runs on oil, whether we like it or not. Oil is, it goes up and down. So I put a little bit of that in, and it's just something that's uncorrelated to everything else. You know, you got all these other sectors. It's something that's uncorrelated. And then I have a couple um, riskier stocks. They're only both 1% of my portfolio. AMC, my, my buddy got me. So oh, they're going to short uh, short squeeze the, the hedge funds. It's going to blow up to $100. I don't know. I only have $500 in there. It's 1%. And then I got psilocybin, which is C-Y-B-N, C-Y-B-N psilocybin my other buddy told me about this one he says that hey it's it is magic mushrooms you know shrooms there's a lot of untapped potential in these there might be a lot of medical benefit so he said we're early to game like i said i only put one percent in it it's five hundred dollars about so if these any of those two blow up you know i'll keep one percent i'll sell whatever's over one percent and i'll sell it and put it in something else and then i have two kobe rookie cards which is not in the stock market it's it's at my house here but they will they would sell instantly on eBay for 150 each. So that's around $300. That's 0.6%. And that is my portfolio right now. Now, when you have those percentages, those are my percentages I want to keep right now. So if something pops, let's say a Bitcoin pops up and it's not 8% anymore, it goes up to 10%, well then I'll just sell the certain dollar amount, 2%, to get it back to 8%. And then I'll look on my list and see what is under what I want. So if something's at 4% and it drops down to 3.75%, I would take that money and put it in that I made on the Bitcoin and put it, adjust it to the other stocks to keep them at the percentage of the portfolio I want. And I'm gonna readjust once a month or something like that. So that's my portfolio, what I'm at right now. I'm gonna just kind of keep that percentage um, going. The only thing that I might, you know, every first of the month, we just got to September. So in October 1st or whatever, the beginning of October, I'll relook at it, see where the percentages lies, readjust it, sell some, buy some, move the money around a little bit to keep the percentages the same. 
And if the stock market went up a lot, maybe I'll go more cash and readjust some of the positions. Take a, a percent out of this, a percent out of that, and add it to my cash. Because right now I'm 25% cash. I say I want to go to 28%. I could take a, a percent out of Tesla, a percent out of Ethereum, a percent out of Costco or something, you know, and then put it into the cash. Or whatever's, so I'll readjust once a month. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm at 50 some thousand dollars. These stocks are still going up every day. And as they go up, you know, I'm just going to keep making more money. But I'm also going to keep in cash just in case I need to, it does go down. So it could easily go under 50000 at any time because, you know, a lot of my money is in these stocks and it could definitely go down. But that is my, my strategy right now. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm giving you guys kind of like a, I appearing into my thought process, into what I'm investing in. So you guys could think about what you're doing because everyone has different strategies. This is, might not be stupid. I don't know. But this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I think is um, pretty solid. You know, I'm not looking to just sh make a shit ton of money all at once. If you want to do that, you want to maybe go all in 100%, maybe 200% into one thing. But it's highly, it's very, very risky. And you got to think about that. To each their own, anybody can do what they want. But so that's my $50,000. That's my investing strategy right now. But at the same time that we went, as now that we went through that, I want to talk about lastly is I'm, I'm also learning. I got this book about options, so I'm learning about options. So maybe I'll take some of that cash and do a couple option trades. You never know. Maybe I'll see something that looks really luxurious, like, oh my God, that stock just went down. I need to buy some. I still have that 25% of cash. I can do that at any time. I'm still studying and looking at the market every day, looking for opportunities. If anything changes, you guys will be the first to know. I'm going to keep kind of making these podcasts about make that moolah eventually i would like to get some other guest on here that make moolah in different sectors but that's just the future of this podcast but right now i'm just doing solo um yeah so i'm also learning learning about options um i'm still working so a lot of my i'm still also trying to work on my health which is i've been kind of taking back a little bit of work from doordash and all that stuff to try to try to get more better habits but you know eventually i want to quit doordash because I'm making money through there and I want to still work in there, but I want to take any money I have, whatever money I make, put 10% into that 50,000. Just keep stacking because you owe, that's a number one rule of finance. It never should be broken. Always take 10% of your money and pay yourself first. A lot of people pay everybody else first. Like I've always been saying, they pay their bills, they pay this, they pay that. And if you pay yourself first and then you say, well, I don't have enough money for my bills. Well, that will encourage you to get your ass in gear and go make some more money. Go work a few more hours. Go do a sell job, a side job. Go sell something. Sell some of your stuff. But at the end of the day, pay yourself first. So no matter what I make through construction or DoorDash, I'm going to take 10% off the top. As soon as I get that money in my hands, take 10%, put it in the stock market. And I will continue to keep doing that. But also, I keep my expenses low. I keep my expenses low so... After all my expenses are paid, I still have some more money, even after I put the 10% into the stock market, that I could save. And like I said, I'm going to be maybe creating my own business, maybe buying a business, maybe figuring something else out. I'm reading books right now, trying to read two to three to four books a month to try to get as much knowledge as I can. But as I get this knowledge, I'm also saving money on the side with, that's separate from the stock market so I could figure out another way that's uncorrelated to the stock market to make more money. And I'm going to keep trying to do that, trying to get that $100,000. 
And when I get that 100,000, then eventually I do want to weed, like my main goal right now is to wean myself out of the construction job, out of the DoorDash job, and become my own finally free and independent person, running my own business, having my own investments, and not having anyone tell me what to do. That's the point of this whole game is money is nice, but the whole part, my biggest goal is to be free, to be free to do what I want, to not go work outside in the heat every summer, to not listen to a stupid boss, to not have to go deliver food to people. So that's the whole goal, and that's my motivation. You know, I've got rid of a lot of different things in my life, got rid of friends, got, don't really talk to much of my family, Harley. They, it's, you know, I do call my mom all the time, but I don't, they all live in Florida. I got rid of everything. I got rid of my old house. I got rid of my all my old debts. I got rid of all my bad habits. I got rid of going out, drinking. I got rid of all these things. There's one more thing to go, and that's my job. And that's this last bit of ball and chain that I got to get rid of in order to get me financial freedom. So we got 50000 in the stock market. Hope you guys are building your investments as well. Hope this podcast kind of motivates you and kind of taught you some insights like I said, I'm learning. I'm still reading books. I'm going to be telling you. I've been studying. I'm actually going to start joining some courses maybe too. Anything I can just to get better and better and better so I can teach you guys on this podcast how to make that moolah, how to get better, how to grow yourself, how to eventually wind yourself out of this trap that society puts us in to keep us as a slave to the system. And I want you guys to be free. I want to be free. And that's what our goal is here. That's what we're trying to do. So I hope you guys like this episode. If you do like the episode, all I ask is hey, go to iTunes, go to um, what is it, Spotify, and just leave a review. Hopefully a five-star review. Do me a good solid. You know, share it to a friend. Share it out there. Try to get this up there because you know it can help people. And I'm trying to build. And you guys are my only hope. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out, guys. Love you.